Welcome to the podcast of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church in Brecksville, Ohio, with homilies, talks, and interviews relevant to your Catholic faith. God bless you and enjoy. Grace to you and peace from our Lord Jesus Christ. This is Tommy Dome, the Director of Evangelization of St. Basil the Great Catholic Church. And this is the latest episode of our podcast where we are interviewing parishioners to get to know them a little better because we have an awesome parish family and we're trying to connect those roots. That's part of our theme this January is radical year and radical comes from the word radix, which means roots. So we're getting back to the roots and roots are also interconnected. They all are connected back kind of like in John 15, 5, where Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. So the Lord is what keeps us all together, uh, but it's good to get to know some of the other roots down there in the network. So today, I am real happy to be joined with a member of Life Team, and it's Jocelyn Trout. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> she waved too. She even waved to you out there. So, Jocelyn, you are, what, 18 years old? Maybe. Senior? Yes, at Brexville, Robbie Heights High School. Senior at Brexville. Okay. And you've been part of Life Teen, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. But, you know, I've done a couple of these interviews so far, and everyone I've talked to, like yourself, too, they're just so nice. And they're such good people. And I'm trying to infuse some conflict into this episode just to make it more interesting for our listeners. So... What can we what can we fight about? I don't know. Any Tommy. Idea? Coke, I don't, I don't Coke or Pepsi? I neither. I yeah. can't stand that stuff. I know. I like sparkling water now. Really? Yeah, I don't like that uh, pop. Yeah, it's pop or I, soda. I, I oh, I call it pop. Yeah, I call it pop as well. There you go. All right, what came first, the chicken or Chick Fil A? The chicken, I would assume, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was an easy one. We don't need to fight about that. Just trying to catch you off guard here. Okay. But I do have some serious questions for you. Just thinking about teenagers, you're one. You're Mm -hmm. friends with many. Yeah. You go to school with many, many. Teenagers today, what are they looking for? What do they need? These days, especially with all that's gone on over like the past year, I think what teenagers need is they need just consistent love in their lives with everything that's been changing. And you, you go to school for a few weeks and they're like, Oh wait, the cases are high. We got to go back home. We're forced to be looking at a screen all day long. And then our teachers give us more homework. And then we're still like staring at a screen all day. Hmm. And so when we finally get to leave our room, finally talk to our families, it's nice just to have that love, like from your family there and that support because we don't really get a lot of that anymore and we aren't getting to see people anymore mm-hmm. and we are getting to interact with people and it's just nice having that consistent love in our lives. Yeah, we all experience God's love directly, but at the same time, we also experience God's love through other people mm-hmm. and the fewer people you see, yeah, just seems harder to feel the love of God channeled through them. How are your friends doing through all this? Are you guys just rolling with it because you're very adaptive young people? You know, I see these headlines that anxiety is up and depression is up and all this kind of stuff. What are you seeing in Brexville? 
it's kind of different for everybody. Like some people, it's like their parents that are saying, oh, you can't go back to school. We want you to stay home. And so they're cooped up all day and they're, you find them struggling to reach out to others just because they aren't getting that regular social interaction. Mm-hmm. But then there's other people that online school's great for them. They love just being online, having control of their schedule, being able to do what they want throughout the day. And so it's, it's a big mix. Everyone kind of has their own take on it mm-hmm. and they all are dealing with it in their own way. Are you very excited to head off to college? I I would say I'm looking I'm definitely looking forward to college, going out on my own and kind of getting away from this whole year that's just kind of flipped upside down, but I'm still am trying to enjoy senior year and enjoy some of all like the last things you get to do in my last semester right now trying to enjoy some of the events that they're giving us. Like our mm-hmm. band program's still doing things and so we're still doing oh, like concerts cool. and practicing, so things like that are still fun. But in terms of school and stuff, yeah, I'm ready to to get out, go start college. Mm-hmm. So you're a senior now, big bad senior. And if you had a DeLorean and could travel back in time and see ninth grader Jocelyn, what advice would you give ninth grader Jocelyn? For ninth grader Jocelyn, I would definitely tell her to dive into community a lot earlier on. A lot of my time through like my freshman year, I had my one or two friends that I kind of talked to every once in a while. But then as I kept going through high school, I found the community at Life Teen and it was just the best thing that could have ever happened to me. And I really wish I had gotten more involved with that my freshman year and could have been so much farther along or had developed other closer relationships during Mm -hmm. that time. Yeah, Life Teen. Whoop, whoop. What is it like being a leader in Life Teen? Because you are... A senior who still goes and your faith has matured. What does Uh, that look like? Well, I try not to think about it in terms of, oh, look at me. I'm a big, bad leader in life teen. I try to, I think of it more as just, I've gotten into this community. I have all my people here. And so now it's my turn to be that community that can open up, take other underclassmen in. Mm -hmm. If you see someone that looks kind of interested in life team, but aren't too sure, and they don't seem like they're really fitting in yet, you you just take them under your wing. If you see them at school, you talk to them, or if they come to oratory, you can chat with them after and just really trying to make them feel as welcome as possible. And even though if they're a freshman, I'm a senior, I don't want the grade difference to matter. I still want to be friends with them and just cultivate those friendships. That is what a leader does. Awesome. (laughs) Yeah, you are. You are later. Uh, what about when you were younger? Did some upperclassmen kind of do something similar for you sometimes? Yeah, because my brother was a senior at the time, so I knew a lot of his friends already. I feel like as soon as I put my foot in the door, people were already like, oh my gosh, it's the new trout. Everyone was so excited. They're <laughs> like, the next trout's here. Eventually, I started going into community a bit more and kept coming to more life-changing events. Did you have light bulb that went off for you about... God and the reality of God, or has it just been a big, you know, gradual thing raised in a Catholic family, I imagine? Yeah. Or have there Um, been moments that really punctuated, that really stood out, where God accomplished a lot in you in a short amount of time at a conference or retreat or a service project or just in prayer sometime? I went to the Steubenville conference Mm -hmm. the summer after my freshman year, and it was a light bulb moment. I've been putting in all this effort and it was the first time I ever heard God's voice projecting over me. And then you're just, you're in this giant gymnasium full of 
a thousand other teenagers all just worshiping the Lord at the same time. And it's just the most beautiful thing ever. And that's just one of those moments when you're like, this, this is real. This is legit. I, I love being Catholic so much. This, this is where I want to be. Awesome. And you're smiling so big right now. That's beautiful. <laughs> Any other big moments that have um, happened during high school? I don't necessarily any other major jumps. I've just been diving a lot into how much prayer actually works in your life. I've just been all these things I feel like I've been praying through all of high school. A lot of them are starting to show fruit finally. And so many things like God just like shouting so many things at me right now. And just seeing that, witnessing to that, sharing with other people and talking to other people about it and all those, that. (laughs) (laughs) It's really powerful when if I look back like my old journals and I see all these things I was journaling about and discerning about and then seeing all of them kind of come to produce fruit by my senior year is definitely a powerful thing to me, seeing how God's worked in my own life. That is one of, maybe maybe it's the greatest thing about journaling. I'm not a journaler, but the people I know who journal, <laughs> one of the best things they do is look back at past journals. It's a gift that gives back later. Mm-hmm. You probably like journaling yeah. when you're doing it. Yeah. But then, man, you look back and you're like, oh, wow, God did answer that prayer. Or, yeah. wow, I think differently than I used to then mm-hmm. in a better way. Yeah. So you can see the transformation and see the progress. Mm -hmm. Sometimes when we get in these routines in our lives, it's hard to see the progress because it could be slow. But we're also not good at being able to see our own progress in the spiritual life. Mm -hmm. St. Teresa of Avila put it like this. She said, the soul cannot read its own geography. That's why we need teachers in the faith or solid books in the faith that give us sort of spiritual direction to let us know where we are on the journey. But you also don't even need to know where you are because you're where God put you. And as long as you are being faithful in a day, doing the things that God has called you to this day, then you're where where you need to be. We can get real scrupulous about, should I be holier than I am by now? And a lot of that just is useless introspection. That's more about us than about God. Mm-hmm. What about crises? Have you had any crises of faith? I would say I, I kind of, I had a big struggle around my sophomore year. I, I kind of got stuck in some unhealthy relationships, and those kind of led me to be a bit isolated from my friends, my family, and like people in my life, and especially I isolated God from my life. Hmm. And whenever that happens, then you're just, you're so far astray and you don't really, you don't know what direction you're going anymore. And again, it was that community of people that I had started to meet in Life Teen that noticed something was wrong and they, they helped me and they supported me. And I slowly drew back to Christ and wow. that, that isolation was just, was just filled with all his love. Thanks um, be to God. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> so that's how you got out of it. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do when you don't have Life Teen anymore? I think... Don't um, have that community. I think that was definitely um, put to the test in March when everything got ripped away from us and we were we were stuck on our own. Like We still had weekly Zoom meetings, but it's not really quite the same as getting to see people in person and getting to go to Mass and getting to, to go to Life Teen on Sundays. So I think it was definitely preparing me a bit for how it's going to be when you're on your own. 
mm-hmm. and forcing yourself to, okay, um, I know I don't have to get up and go to mass because I'm in quarantine. I have online school. I don't really have to do a whole lot. But forcing yourself being like, no, I'm going to get up at 7 a.m. and I'm going to watch the live stream mass in the morning. I'm not just going to sit around and be lazy or, oh, I don't need to fulfill this time my day with prayer. Like I used to do that, but now I'm at home and things, things are different. It's hard yeah. pushing past the fact that, oh, just because there's a challenge, you know, you should still be putting God first in your life and making time for, for prayer. Well, what about other folks? Because there are a lot of young people, a lot of people your age don't believe in God. Why do you think so few do? I really think it has a lot to do with the world that we're living in right now and how easy it can be to fulfill the desires of our hearts with materialistic things. If I want an affirmation or something, I could just go on Instagram, see how many people like my post that day. Mm -hmm. Or I could text a friend, hey, I'm having a bad day. And they just feed you with affirmations. Like It's just so easy to have that instantaneous affirmations are just easy to have our desires fulfilled. But sometimes Christ isn't that instantaneous as, as we want him to be. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really hard to to be patient with God in a world that's constantly giving us what we want. Well put. So how are you going to keep the faith in college? My goals going forward in college are to keep a consistent prayer life because I've seen it throughout my high school life. The times when I'm so consistent in prayer are like the best parts of it, like a winning streak or whatever. Having good days of prayer and getting to go to adoration and constantly seeking Christ. Your life, it just, the Lord just takes it and he works with you and you get to see his plans. But if there's times when I'm in a faith drought, those are so much harder. Keeping that consistent prayer life, finding like that new community at wherever I end up, and also turning back to the sacraments, getting to daily mass and getting to confession every month, I think will make a big difference. So you're heading to college for sure? Yeah. And you know where for sure? I am not for sure yet, but I am between the University of Dayton and Ohio State, the, the Ohio State University. Oh, <laughs> well, I know there are a lot of great things at OSU, a lot of great Catholic programs and mm-hmm. St. Paul's Outreach, and you're real close to Damascus and yeah. Catholic summer camps. So you had two older siblings who were pretty involved in Life Team. Mm-hmm. So were you just following in their footsteps, or did your parents just tell you, hey, you're going to this thing? Or were you like, I can't wait to go to this thing? I think it was a, a mixture of I want to go and also my siblings had gone before me because I had I had definitely seen them. They come home every Sunday night and they were just so lively and they just seemed so excited. And I was like, how about some of that? Like, can I go to Life Team? They're like, no, you're middle school. I'm like, oh, okay. And my brother was still in Life Team when I started. So, I mean, he technically was taking me there every week. But even with that, I still kind of wanted to make it my own. I didn't want to just be known as, oh, you're Madison Connor's younger sister. I still wanted to put my foot in the door and make Life Team what I what I wanted to and not just be there just because I thought I had to be. So we are in this radical year theme this month in January, and radical mm-hmm. is about rootedness. Has any part of that theme resonated with you personally? I remember this talk when I went to the Life Team Leadership Conference. This guy had a tree in his backyard, and it always had these crab apples or something. They fell down like every year, and it was really annoying. So he kept trying to like get rid of it every year. But every year, it would come back up, and it would leave the same mess. And it wasn't until he realized that he had to dig up the roots 
to actually get rid of the problem. Yeah. And that relates so much back to us and our sins and how important it is we recognize where our roots are pulling us down and how we can release them. And like going to confession makes such a difference when we can, we can lay all those things before God and be sorry for our sins and be forgiven and being able to just pull those roots up so that we can be living a life more fully. Man, we have nothing to disagree about. You oh, know, man. I, I, everything you're saying, I'm just like, yes, amen, awesome. I, my my desire for conflict has gone unmet. Do you like pineapple on pizza, Tommy? Uh, not really. Okay, neither do I. So, oh, geez. dang it. <laughs> <laughs> what else do we even talk about? We just crushed everything. We just did it. We did the thing. We did the thing? We did the thing. Is that it? Well, no. We got to wrap this up somehow. All right, Jocelyn. Well, you have come and answered all of my questions. And my advice to you is the same as my advice to all our parishioners and to myself, which is to pray every day and run those rosary beads through your fingers and crack open the Bible and get to Mass at least once a week. And real transformation is coming when you go to the Sacrament of Reconciliation once a month. And every year, some sort of retreat or pilgrimage. You've gone on a lot over these years. And you got to keep going, mm-hmm. right? You have to keep yeah. going. And we have young adult retreats that we host here oftentimes in the summers or during winter break. Oh, I'll be back, Tommy. Don't oh, worry. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, we just had like 50 people, 52 people. Yeah, my brother was there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. Everybody needs that big event whether it's a day, a couple days, or a week long, and it's worth the money, it's worth the time, it's worth getting behind on your laundry and mowing your lawn and getting behind on homework and all that stuff, emails, to Mm -hmm. do some sort of retreat or pilgrimage. So thank you so much, Jocelyn. And we are lucky to have young people like you in our parish leading the next generation. Yeah, thanks for having me, Tommy. Amen. Make sure to like us on all our social media channels, follow us, and subscribe to this podcast. If you still listen over the internet, you got to subscribe. And if you don't know how to download a podcast app, give me a call. I'll help you. God bless. We hope you enjoyed this audio from our parish. You can find other homilies, talks, and interviews at our website, basilthegreat.org, or by subscribing to this podcast in your favorite app. Just search for St. Basil Catholic Church, Brexville. St. Basil the Great, pray for us.